Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk. And do you believe in miracles? No. I'm Jones. And I don't really like that Super Bowl. I'm Kudo. And Cody Rhodes is no longer elite. Let's get into sports. What are we stuff. talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first offering. Just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. It's funny to me, too. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we recap Sunday's Super Bowl. We discuss the Habs' first move in the rebuild. We check in on the Beijing Olympics and specifically the men's and women's hockey tournaments. Haas got stuff to talk about, including WWE Elimination Chamber, MLB Labor Negotiations, NBA All-Star Game, Jacques Villeneuve, and Celebrity Big Brother. And as always, we close the show off with Scrutinizer Jones putting us on the grill. This is Into Sports and Stuff. All right, boys. That's it. That's the end of football season. It's over. What? what? It's done? It's done. No. A lot. Last football game ever played, potentially. You never know. Anything could happen. What did you think of the game? I I didn't find it too exciting. It was close, but it just wasn't, I don't Kudo? know. I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good game. I thought as far as Super Bowls go, you got pretty much what you expected from both teams. Uh, I think it's. I, I think the injuries hurt it. Like Odell getting hurt. There's some. You know, both quarterbacks got hurt. They both. They both finished the game, but they were both banged up. You know, the, the, some key injuries for the Rams. I think really limited their ability on offense. Even some injuries on defense for them. But you know, they battled, and you know, guys stayed in the game. Other than fucking Odell, who fucked me, needed to get 12 more yards to win my bet. Uh, but whatever, you know. Go rehab that ACL. Oh, that sucked. I thought it was just like I thought he popped his knee out or something. Like it looked bad the way he went down. Well, he tore his ACL, I think. Yes, I know that, but I'm just saying. Like I thought it was gonna be a I, lot I, worse. I don't think it can get much worse. Uh, you could probably tear a lot, a lot more than just his ACL. Wait, you, like wait, tear your MCL too, like yeah. Like, fucking break a leg. Fucking pussy, Odell. You only tore your ACL. That's it. You don't fucking break a leg. Fuck. It's a fucking it's like Super Bowl, a- Odell. <laughs> yeah, he just pulled a muscle, so what? <laughs> fucking guy. Thinks he's all that. <laughs> 50-year-old Kudo would have still been in there. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. Fucking just ice it up. Freeze it. Let me get back in there. Give me that fucking magic spray. You need the fucking uh, Varsity Blues needle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just To me, it was kind of... I don't know. There's some plays in the game that make me believe that the NFL is fixed. Please do tell. What bothered me was they called like two different games. Like they didn't throw a fucking flag for the first three quarters and like seven minutes of the fourth quarter. And then they threw like a hundred flags in the last seven minutes. And it's like, come on, you got to fucking be consistent. You got to let, you got to play by one standard of, of, of rules, right? Like the rules don't change in game. Like if you've established like the, the, the biggest example is the the holding call on uh, on Cooper Cup on the the game on the touchdown drive. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah. That wasn't it, 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 sure, it, I think I think by the rules it, it was a penalty, but 
by the game and, and what happened in that game, it was not a penalty. And then, there, you know, there was uh, there was a lot of ticky-tack shit that happened in the last, like, five minutes that started getting called, and it was... Okay, so here's my here's my thing. So what I got. I got to pose this question, see what you guys think. Before Cooper Cup catches his touchdown pass, right? The play right before that, he got absolutely laid out in the back of the end zone. They called an illegal hit on a defensive receiver hit to the head. In any other game, that player that got laid out in the back of the end zone is going to the blue tent. Yep. Because he got not necessarily, not necessarily, because he didn't stay down. It, they, it's always it's by the players' cues, and he bounced right back up. He didn't. If, if, it was if, referee, if he stayed down for like ten seconds, I think he he goes to the blue tent. But I, I, I if don't. He gets hit in the head. He's got to go to the blue tent. Even if the referee, the referee could have said, "Here, you look dazed, and send you to the blue tent." I don't know. I just don't understand why. First of all, they call. So they called a holding on the offensive lineman. And then they called a hit to the defensive receiver, and both penalties offset. Yeah, the but, offsetting penalties never make sense to me in football. Like, yeah, like yeah, it's a you, yeah, you, uh, you jumped offside and you uh, decapitated a guy in the end zone. Those penalties offset. Yeah. <laughs> and we we like, keep playing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like you hold, you held the guy so your quarterback couldn't get sacked, but then, well, you took the guy out in the back of the end zone after the holding penalty occurred. So it's nothing. Like here you go. Like, yeah, oh, like we'll, just, well, we'll just replay from the same spot. Yeah, it's two things. There's no. Yeah, it's not a, a what if scenario. It's you know that should. It probably should be the first. The first infraction should probably end the play. Like if there's a, but then you take away the the ability for the defense to make a play, right? And the defense making a play created another penalty, which they have to call, and and you know the offsetting is just to keep the game balanced i think right like you can't you know if cooper cup gets gets fucking knocked out like that but they're they knew there was a holding penalty coming and it was just like open season because the because it's not gonna be you know i i guess i just don't understand the whole like what are you doing i i I don't know i i think first of all i think that holding call was third and ten and that holding that they called phantom i don't think it was a hold maybe by the rules sure but by the way they were calling the game, there was the announcers even said just before that play, they're like, there's been three penalties called this whole game. And one of them was for some moron that ran on the field to celebrate in fucking socks and sandals. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? Like I just, yeah. to me, it's yeah, like you call, you call nothing. The game gets down into crunch time. And even you could hear the announcers in the booth. They're like, Oh, I don't know about that one. I like they called it, so it's a hold, I guess. But like, you haven't called any of that all game, and I think right there, that that call, I think, won the Rams the game because it would have been incomplete pass, would have been fourth and ten, and they got to go. Think it was for even it. on. It might was it even on fourth down? It was on was it third, third down? down, but st- like you know what I mean. Like you've got so now they've got to go third and fourth and ten try and get a touchdown. If they don't get a touchdown, they turn the ball over and it could be a completely different story. And I don't know, to me, it's just one of those things where people say that some sports are fixed. Like you see it in soccer and all kinds of things. It was just that call that the way that game was refed and then to have it decided by like that to me, just like, Oh, I could see why people think football's fixed. That's, that's why I'm saying it. 
Yeah, no, and yeah, I know a lot of Bengals fans are, are feeling that way. Yeah, you never know, and you don't know what the mandate is, and you know, maybe they were trying to let them play, but they also didn't want the game to be decided on a controversy. And, you know, maybe they figured they felt not calling stuff for the first, you know, three and a half quarters was going to have no controversy. And then calling stuff at the end of the game, you know, when it was an actual penalty, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be hard to swallow for Bengals fans that, that those things weren't called. I picked the Rams, so I, I'm, I'm fine with the outcome. <laughs> I picked the Bengals, but at the same time, like I don't really care who wins that game in a way. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I I don't think my life is uh, impacted one way or the other. I have to listen to my cousins a little bit more talk about how Joe Burrow won a Super Bowl, but uh, other than that, I think life continues on on the same. Uh, I saw some funny tweets today. There was one from uh, Dan Marino. Um, he's like, "Hey, Joe Burrow." Don't worry, I, I lost in the Super Bowl in my second season too, and then I spent my whole career never getting back there. And then, uh, <laughs> and then Jim Kelly, uh, and then Jim Kelly responded to the tweet, and it was, he's like, "Yeah, I got to a Super Bowl and lost, and then I got back there the next year and lost, and then we ran it back, got there again and lost, and then, <laughs> and then the following season we we got there once again and lost." And then he's like, "Can I delete this thread or something?" Like that? <laughs> <laughs> So I got a couple interesting uh, stats here. The winner of the coin toss in the last eight Super Bowls have all lost. Seriously? Seriously. Holy throw that shit. In, throw that in your phone right now, Jones. We're going to hammer that next year, see if that pays off for us. Okay. Throw, throw a reminder for next February. Yeah, you're going to probably want to set a reminder for like February 5th. We might have a week buffer, but I don't know how the schedule is going to. So you don't want to miss. You don't want to set it too late. So set it for yeah. February fifth. Worst case, we got uh, we got a week to about, uh, to remember that. So. Well, just put it on the first. So well, the fifth is a Sunday. That's why I'm saying. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, because if it is Super Bowl Sunday, then it's bam right in, right. Otherwise, you got to snooze it for a week. So gotcha. There's also three teams in the NFL that have made it to three Super Bowls and have lost all at least all three. Ooh, Buffalo, Bill, Bills, Bills, Bengals, Bengals, and last team, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh wow, they're zero and four in Super Bowls. I thought you were going to say the the Titans slash Oilers, but that just means we haven't made it to three Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was one other one about QBs. Let me just find it here. Each of the last sixteen quarterbacks to lose their Super Bowl debut have never made it back to the Super Bowl. Ouch. Do you want me to read the list? Sure. Is it a long list? Well, there's 16 of them, Kudo. Oh, yeah, shit. You said 16 at the beginning. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. So there's Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Sexy Rex Grossman, Matt Hasselback, Don- Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair, Chris Chandler, Drew Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell and Stan Stan Humphreys. Those were the last sixteen, or yeah, each of the last sixteen QBs to lose in their Super Bowl debut have never made it back to the big game. Well, Jim Kelly lost his Super Bowl debut, and and he lost three more in a row right after that. So, <laughs> um, you know, something to strive for. Something to strive for for the Bengals. Yeah, they can only get better because they're still young. They're a young team. 
Yeah, they're going to have a good – they've got – you know, especially when you have a, a quarterback and he's not, you know, making stupid money, you have money to throw at other positions. So I think they got like a two-, three-year window here while he's still on rookie contract. Chase is still on a rookie contract. Yeah. T. Higgins is still on a rookie contract. So like, I think they, they need to find some protection for – I would I would agree because the Titans sacked him ten times. The the Rams Bengals. sacked him seven seven times. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he the most sacked quarterback? Probably. Oh, probably. He was the most sacked. It would have been the most sacked to ever. He was the most sacked to win a playoff game when he beat the Titans. Yeah, and I think he would have been the most sacked to win a Super Bowl if he, if, if they had pulled it out. Yeah. Um, you want to recap our our props? Sure. See how we did. I don't even remember what I picked, but uh. I'm pretty certain I know I know the ones that, that mattered. The ones that mattered? Yeah. Okay, so we had uh, over under a minute 40 on the national anthem. I thought it was a minute 39, but uh, it might I have think been a minute all, 39. Any, either no, way, he said over 40. It was we all, went over anyways. we all went over anyways. It went over anyways. It was a minute 51. Yeah, I uh, said we, over. Had, we had the Gatorade on the winning coach. That color was blue. I knew that was going to be fucking blue. Blue for those Rams. Yeah, yeah, for the Rams. But if the Bengals would have won, I believe it would have been orange, and I would have been right. Well, they didn't win, and, and it so was blue. You, yeah. We had, was there, would there be a flea flicker in the game? There was not said, a flea flicker. I, I said there would be, but there was I said not. no. We had the coin toss, of course. It was heads because tails always fails. I think I said heads. I said tails. <laughs> um... What else do we have in there, Kudo? We had uh, who would the uh, Super Bowl MVP thank? And after deliberation, we came that the answer would be his teammates was the answer. So I got that right. Yeah, but he thanked God. And, you know, I think overall. Yeah, but teammates came God, first. God, um, it doesn't. It's not about the order. It's yeah, it about, does. It's all it's about, about the order. The high, it's about the hierarchy, and you can't get no. any higher than God. No, it's not about the higher power. It's all about who. What came out of his mouth first? Maybe he we saved had, the best. We had maybe what? he saved the best for last. Yeah, we had over and under uh, four point five sacks, and it was over. And it was over. And we had how many planes would fly over? Yep, uh, over under five, and there was exactly five. So uh, that was a push for everyone. Everybody wins. Uh what else do we have there? I think that might be uh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop Dogg, smoke on stage. This one's up for debate. Yeah, we, we think he, that it should be it should be no because he didn't he didn't do it on stage. The, the spirit of the thought was would he be doing it during the halftime show, uh, which he did not. But there was footage of him smoking a joint on before. the stage, kind of before they went live into performance. Correct. So. Yeah, dealer's choice. We got it. Doesn't matter to us at the end of the day here. So dealer's choice. If you if you if you need that win, kudos. That if you need that that badly, uh, you can have it. And <laughs> wardrobe malfunction that did not happen. And after I, don't know, I think research, I think I think Fifty Cent uh, gave them a uh, a stage malfunction um, when he came <laughs> when he when he flipped down. So I, I think I think we can count that. Oh, no, okay. No, I think they were more worried about him having a heart attack being hung upside plus, down. <laughs> plus, plus Eminem's pants had a malfunction. They tightened up so bad he had to take a knee. I don't know if any of you guys caught that, but his pants just kind of got – I don't know what happened. It got stuck somewhere. He had, had to go down to a knee right before Dr. Dre went back on the piano. No, I did not see that part. No, I didn't see that. 
Well, it was a wardrobe malfunction for sure. There, he did not take a knee on his own. It was his pants. His pants tightened up on him. Oh, okay. I, I can honestly say I did not really pay attention too much to the halftime show. And uh, I think that's everything, right, Kudo? I think so, yeah. We only had like nine of them. All right. Well, while we're on the halftime show, you didn't watch it, Jones? Like you didn't pay attention? Uh, I watched a bit of it. I can honestly say for me, it was – I'm going to go a bit too much. What do you mean a bit too much? I think, I think having six different artists perform is too much. I think it would have been better if they took three of them, said, here's your time, do your thing, entertain us. I don't know. Just just from watching like past Super Bowl halftime shows and like what was going on, like it was just basically them standing in one spot, rapping, nothing really going on, nothing really to catch my eyes. I don't know. Didn't really, wasn't really a big fan of it. Yeah, I, I want to like Kudo. I want to hear Kudo because I think he's he's more of a hip hop guy than we are. So I think he would have a better take. But I, I thought it was boring. I I'm the kind of in the same boat as you, Jones. And you know, now I didn't I didn't piece it together until you were kind of articulating it there now. But I, I think you know when you look forward to halftime show, you get like one artist and you have a couple teasers of who's going to perform with them, and and then you kind of get all the hits. You know you. Because there were so many of them, you didn't get all the hits. Like you got, you know, pieces of it. Like there was probably like three, three Dre songs. I don't even know if Snoop did any of his like original songs. Like he was all kind of stuff that he was featured on. Mary J. I couldn't even hear. I couldn't understand what she was saying. Like I couldn't hear her mic. I thought I thought the audio was fucked up for her and for Kendrick Lamar, who I don't even know in the first place. Really, uh, I thought I didn't really understand anything he was saying. I couldn't really hear his mic. Uh, and and it's funny. I was watching. My parents were over, and uh, so they did, they didn't know who the people were. And so you know, Dr. Dre goes on the piano at the end. She's like, "Who's that?" And I'm like, "That's Dr. Dre." And they're like, "Well, who was the guy where, with all the Dr. Dre sashes?" I'm like, "I think that was Kendrick Lamar." <laughs> like, it's like, so they just created a bunch of like a bunch of confusion, but for people that didn't know. Just before Kudo gets into it, I want to. I got a kind of a funny story too about the artists. Um, I'm sitting there and we're watching it with, I was watching with my mom and, uh, they go, Oh, that's M someone goes, Oh, that's Eminem. And Emmett was sitting there and he goes, I like Eminem. And I'm like, no, Emmett, you like Eminem's, not Eminem. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah, you're right. Dad. <laughs> that's awesome. That's hilarious. No, I liked it, but at the same time, it could have been better. Like the only thing why I liked it too is because it, it kind of took me back to like high school and hearing that music again. Like, cause back then, like, you know, 50 cent was good. was big. Eminem was big. Like the doctor, the whole like aftermath, like they were like at the top of their game when we we're in high school. So I saw a thing which made me laugh. It was like everyone that's like 30 up or no, everyone below 30 were like, who the hell are these people? And then everyone from 50 up were like, who the hell are these people? So there was like only a gap of like, you know, from like 30 to like 50 that enjoyed the show or like enjoyed I, the artists. I saw a take and it was like, oh, finally, they they booked like a, a hip, a hip halftime show and not uh, not these old fucking uh, not these these old music legends or whatever. And then you're thinking about it and then you're like, it's like, wait a sec. 
we're old now. <laughs> These guys are old. <laughs> 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 yeah, so these these they're basically legends now. Yeah. Like Mary no, J. Blige could have picked the, a better we're song. The tar- we're the target demographic now. Well, she did like no more pain, right? Yeah, but she's got she's got better songs than that. Yeah, like, I, I agree. She popular does popular songs but... that people would un- would get. Well, that, that would have been like bangers for the house. Like that was kind of tomorrow. Yeah. That's that's not like yeah. it wasn't a banger. Yeah, and then Kendrick Lamar, he did all right that song, which I enjoy. But I know, like, I've talked to a lot of people who are like, well, he's got a different song that's better than that, like Humble or some shit, which, yeah, it probably would have been better. But at the same time, I really enjoyed that song. Like, I like that song. But at the same time, he did sound like he he wasn't coming through clearly on his mic either. I thought thought the music drowned out both him and uh, Mary J. And I think think Dr. Dre was producing it up there. Like, he was doing the levels, it looked like. It seemed like it, yeah. So they must have been good in their headset, but not on TV or whatever. Like, there must have been something in the broadcast translation that that wasn't working the same. Yeah. But yeah, I hear all, all these people on social media after best halftime show ever. Like, yeah, and I'm, I, I, I did not think it was the best halftime show ever. No, and that's yeah. That's but everyone around our age that liked hip hop growing up, obviously they're gonna be oh, the best one ever, right? Like, if that's what they're into, that's what they're gonna say, oh, the best one ever. Because you're gonna have all these people that watch football who are more like into hip hop. They're like, oh, they finally have like a hip hop artist or like legit rap hip hop artist on the halftime instead of just like you know a musician or a band or a yeah. pop star or some shit like Beyonce or some crap or Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it was just, it was too big. Like that was just their, their flaw was it was too big. And the only surprise was 50 cent coming out. Everybody else was announced as, yeah, as everyone being knew, a participant. Yeah. And then did you guys see that thing of 50 cent? It looks like more like a dollar now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inflation. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy looks massive and not like, just like Jack. He just looks like he's probably like just fucking, bulk well he, he is like 50 years old now right so he's got to be close to there 40 yeah, or something like he's he's got to be late 40s anyway so when he, when he was cut in his 20s after being shot five times and was working out all the time that was nine times or seven times who i don't fucking know <laughs> i don't care i'm just saying he got shot that's his claim to fame was getting shot and then biting uh, and then uh, buying into uh, vitamin water. That's his other claim to fame. He made a shit ton of money on vitamin water. Yeah, he's 46. But other than that, he had that like one song and then which he sang. Good good on him, you know. Yeah, I just, I'm just I feel like I he had one of the longer performances. I don't know, maybe they all were about the same length, but I felt like he was out there for a long time. Snoop Dogg, I don't feel like got really showcased at all. He was just kind of up on stage, like, "Yeah, I'm Snoop." Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah but you heard him quite a bit because he was on like almost every song. Snoop a loop. Uh, I think Dr. Dre did a really good job, and like the f- <clears throat> the fact that they played "California Love" and then Dre did like the Tupac part of it was pretty sweet. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, I don't know. I just think there was too many acts, not enough. Like, I don't know. I think if you went with three i think it would have been better like i yeah, said I don't, I don't know how you really cut that that out like i guess i it, and you like would have had to go with you would have had to go with one and then you bring out like eminem and you yeah, bring out like Snoop like or, a normal like halftime show kind of thing where been, they, yeah where they have one guy and it's like okay who's gonna come perform with this guy like and then my my thing too is like i don't think half the people could see what the fuck was going on yeah, because they had the back of the they yeah. had the back of the stage. Like, I think Kendrick was, Lamar did his performance on that side of the stage. 
Yeah. But I think everybody else was facing the other way. Like they had their, I think. And, uh, now, and why the I'm fuck not... did they have those cars out there? They didn't even use the fucking cars. I kept waiting for them to use those fucking cars they had out there. <laughs> they didn't have enough time. My, like you said, they went too big. <laughs> my thing was like, was this their set? And I'm not like, was it supposed to be like a rendition of what, like the projects or something like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like the little rooms that they had, was it like, no, I think it was just, with Compton, it was just I saw, like some, something no, no, Shack, uh, Shack and Compton or something like that. Oh, when, like on the backside, you mean? Yeah, like I don't know, like that's what I mean. I I don't think it was any. It was supposed to be. Well, you know, they might have they might have built it like you know buildings in in Compton or whatever. But I I think you know from this where you could see it was just separation to have for the sake of separation. And there was different like they did different like performance pieces and walkthroughs in every room, right? So it wasn't yeah they were utilized. They didn't have a purpose, but they were utilized, right? I don't. I'm trying just, not to read more into it than than yeah. It was just that. funny because, like, the people, like, literally the people in the back did not see anything. <laughs> like, there was nothing. Like, you had, you were watching it on the screen. So, hopefully, you didn't pay, you weren't there to see the halftime show kind of thing. Like, you were there yeah, to like, watch it on screen. Maybe it sounded better in the stadium, too, though. Maybe. But, yeah, like, the video boards are pretty fucking massive. So, you probably would have been watching it on them anyways. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Anybody have any more football related topics they want to discuss no i'm just sad that there's no more football on sundays so i don't know what to do with my sundays now well they'll start to show afternoon hockey games i'm sad too because i was just getting on a heater like i i my picks were pretty good in the playoffs i think overall i was probably like 75 percent in the playoffs which is pretty well you solid. do have it written down somewhere don't you yeah i, I could bust it out if you want me to, to give you a recap for you guys did you guys see the uh, – well, we wait. Did you guys see the waste management this weekend? Oh, did you ever? That was insane. Those guys getting hole-in-ones? Yeah. Just fucking – there was a 10 – there was 10-minute – two 10-minute delays because of beers being thrown onto the course. There was one group that even uh, – they just – they both parted, and they just took their shirts off and started celebrating with the crowd. <laughs> no, I think the one guy hit like a – it was, a, it was a long they both made par but it was one made like a 40 footer or something like that for yeah. par i think like i don't know that tournament i'm like that's now on my bucket list of things to do in my life is to go to that tournament and then they had like <laughs> it sounds like a lot of these like i heard charlie hoffman was ripping some rules i didn't read into it i wanted to but i forgot about it until we started talking he was ripping some rule about i don't know what the rule was but they were giving it to him on the radio. They're like, you're at the tournament that is basically like, that's who you're sponsored by. You're sponsored by waste management. Like this is your tournament kind of thing. And you're ripping some rules about some rule that happened. And they're like, we know some of the rules are outdated and need to be changed, blah, blah, blah. And I guess he is one of the player, one player that is just maybe going over to this other golf league. I've heard the, uh, the Saudi Arabia one? Yeah, I've heard rumblings. Like, Phil Mickelson was ripping the PGA Tour, and apparently he's going. And there's talk of Bryson DeChambeau going, and Charlie Hoffman, and a couple other guys I heard. But I haven't done a lot of research into it, which I will do for our next show to see if I can find any more information out about it. But aren't they they're offering, like, more money or, some, or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, there's money involved, but... 
So obviously money talks. That's well, for some of these guys, but for some of them, it doesn't make any sense. Like some of them, it's it's just quality of life. You know, if, it's probably better for younger players than the guys that are already established. You know, Mickelson, maybe he just wants a payday at the end of his career. Probably. Or, I know Rory spoke out against it, saying it doesn't make sense for him to go over there. Yeah. Potentially ruin his legacy, you know, going to play over there. So, Well, that's the thing. Like, some of these guys are like, like, that's what they're saying about Phil Mickelson. You're ripping the PGA Tour. You're ripping, like, you've made how much money? You were the talk of the tour last year by winning the the uh, PGA, was PGA Championships he won? Yeah, I think it was I think PGA. So. Yeah, I think so. Like, you were, like, this this tour has given you so much, and now you're ripping them to go and get, like, a f- big final payday. Like, it's kind of like a slap in the face to what. He, he doesn't even need to rip them. He could just go. Like, yeah. You know, like, why Why would he ruin his, I guess he's Phil, so that's why, that's the answer Phil to the being question. Phil. But, yeah, and that's what they're saying. They're like, if you want to go, like, someone like Phil Mickelson, if you want to go, just say you want to go, but don't start ripping the... Well, what's what's going to happen, though, and it's going to be very interesting, is I'm sure once these guys go, they're going to take their tour cards away and their and their tournament exemptions. So yeah. they're not even going to be able to play, you know, they're not going to come be able to come play the majors. They're not going to be able to come come play the big tournaments. They're going to be be gone, right? Or, they, you know, maybe there's some of them that they allow a sponsor's exemption or whatever. Uh, but I think for the most part, they're not going to let these guys go back and forth. And especially if you rip them on your way out the door, why would you? Yeah, you're just burning your bridges. Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah, so I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. Like they're going to take everything away from you and you're you're basically going to be done there. And some of these guys too, they may even lose like memberships and stuff that they have. Like, you know, the court because some of these guys play they're members of PGA Tour courses and I'm sure the the tour brings in more money than uh than their membership dues. So yeah. they may, you know, they may get kicked out. Hey, you can't have this guy. This we don't want this guy associated with the PGA Tour and your PGA Tour course, so you know, he can't be a member. Yeah, yeah. you never know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. I've never heard of it happening, but I'm. I, I would think that it has to. You know, it has to be an option, right? Like, I would think like some like you hear of people that are members at like Augusta, mm-hmm. and if one of these guys are a member at Augusta, I could see them being a course that would be like, you know what, we don't want you. I think I think Augusta is an exception where I think the PGA needs Augusta more than Augusta needs them. Um, at this point, yeah, maybe because because they have their own rules inherent. Like you know, you know, they didn't let a woman in until like 2000. They didn't let you know black people yeah. in until like the mid 90s. Like uh, so, you know, I, I think Augusta kind of plays by its own rules. But um, like, where's Phil? Phil's in San Diego. What's the? Maybe is that like Torrey Pines or Pebble Beach or Pebble Beach? Pebble Beach. That's I think that's a home course for him. I think Tory Pines. I think they're both home, home courses for him or something like that. Like they they could say, hey, you know, Phil Phil's not allowed to be a member here. I'm sure they could still let him come play or whatever, but you know, they wouldn't probably be able to have his picture on the wall as a as a prominent member or anything like that. So yeah, be interesting. Uh, so I got the the picks updated. Um, so I was on heater ten and three in the playoffs, seventy six percent. Wow. Only one of us above five hundred. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought I was close. You were seven. You were six and seven, Jones. <sighs> Kudo five and eight. Nah, whatever. 
There's always time for improvement, Kudo. Yeah. I'll be better next year. Maybe when the, uh, you know, maybe when hockey gets into the playoffs or maybe you'll do good on your baseball picks if there's ever a baseball season you like. You just never know. That's true. Hey, Jones, did you see how I came to your defense today on uh, on that that slanderous post that Matt Carrasco shared in our group chat? Uh, no, I didn't. did not have time to read uh, group chat stuff today. So it's it's just a... So it's for, it's a post from Old Rose Sports, and it's like, it's like you know that like skeleton face like meme. Yeah. Well, he's got a he's got a Dallas Cowboys hat on, and uh, the caption is, "He's overrated choke artist who uh, who compiles stats and beats bad teams." And then like it's a Cowboys fan talking about uh, Kirk Cousins, and then in the in the one below, it's a Cowboys fan. He's just going nuts. He's like, "Whoa!" And it's it's Dak Prescott, like uh-huh. same. <laughs> Kudos not a pro. I'll share it with you, Kudos, so you can you can take joy in it. No, but uh, I came to your defense. I said, delete this right now. This is mental torment. Get this get this out of the group. And well, you know, sometimes you got to endure some punishment, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, the Rams had their uh, Super Bowl parade today. Looked pretty scarce in the streets of LA. I don't think it was the best turnout. Uh, you know, still still a new franchise. Maybe they they're still developing the fan base, but uh, not a great turnout for them. But one of the Tom Brady posted there was a picture of Matt Stafford, and he was smoking a, a cigar, and he was getting getting pretty uh, pretty lit up. <laughs> Tom Tom texted him or uh, sent a tweet for him to uh, mix in a water. It's like take my mice mixing a water. <laughs> yeah, because that was like at the beginning of the parade too, wasn't it? Where they were showing Stafford just smoking and uh, having a beer in his hand. Yeah, I think so. It, when he took the, he had a, a big fucking bottle of something when he was on on the mic. I don't know what it was, but he was swigging it back. He still sounded pretty coherent though when he gave his speech. So I think he, he's a seasoned vet. He's a, he's probably had a lot of drinking nights uh, being a lion. Uh, oh, for nights. sure. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of painful, uh, painful drunken nights of the bottle, trying to figure out his life and where he went wrong. Oh, not not being a lion. Come on now, they're they're a great franchise. Plus side, you get you get paid the same amount of money. You only have to worry about playing seventeen games. Yeah, true enough. True enough. All right. Any other uh, any other football thoughts? No, I think that's pretty much sums it up. Just I think that wraps it up for football season. Can't wait for next football season. Can't wait for the uh, Super Bowl champ Dallas Cowboys to uh, start their, their season off. Yeah, we got the uh, we got the draft coming up. Free agency coming just around the corner. Uh, if we don't have baseball, that might be all we have uh, in the next uh, in the next level. We'll, we'll get ready for OTAs in uh, in July. Uh- <laughs> Maybe something like the XFL will come back or something. Yeah, what's there? Not the XFL is not playing until next year, but the other one was supposed to be playing. I think. Which one's that? The like up the arena league, obviously the AFL. Oh, AFL, I think. Uh, no, AFL's arena, is it? UFL? Was it the UFL? I don't know. United Football League or something. I don't know. They had some. They had some coaches. I saw that the one uh, Todd Haley used to coach. Uh, I think he coached the Broncos. He was a, a Steelers receipt offensive coordinator, I think. I was going to say, was he with the Steelers? Yeah. 
So he he invited Antonio Brown to come play for him. I saw a social media thing. Brown put it out there after the guy texted him, and it was just like the crying face emoji. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, good try. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks here. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a little bit of football news each week, but uh, not a whole lot. But speaking of some transactions, Montreal Canadiens firmly in the rebuild made their first move. Trading Tyler Toffoli, two years left on his deal to the Calgary Flames for first round pick this year. It's top, I think it's lottery protected. Yeah. They also get some prospects, names like Heinen and Amin or something like that. Kudo's next favorite player, Heinen and Amin. <laughs> I don't know. Can't even pronounce the guy's name. And they and they got another pick, Pitlick back. So um, Pitlick Brothers Unite in Montreal. They're Best not two brothers. on the roster. Pitlick brothers unite on. They are the not roster brothers; they're cousins. Can never have enough Pitlicks. So the Habs almost had a ten goal scorer, uh, but he got his tenth playing for the Calgary Flames, so it doesn't count. <laughs> so still no no ten goal scorers. Got three guys at nine, so we're hoping they'll break through. Um, you know the the watch is on, but uh, the season's also uh, coming to an end in the next couple months. So uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if they get there. See if those guys are still there. Going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of anxious times for the the fan base down the stretch here. Sounds like it sounds like everything and every anything and everything is on the table for the for the Canadians in the rebuild. Just blow it up. Don't just blow it up. What are you keeping? Like what are you what are you trying to protect here? <sighs> well, you got to keep. Uh, I would say Josh Anderson. Why? Because the way he plays, I like the way he plays. I want him on the yeah, team. but. You have three first-round picks this year, so you, you assume that they're drafting a, a new core. Maybe you can include Suzuki in that core. You do. No, okay, yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick or anything. I'm, I'm just trying to be logical for you. Josh Anderson is six years older than than Suzuki, if that, if not more. Why like why not move him? If you can get another first-round pick for him, why, why hold on to him like – you're you're rebuilding, so you're looking probably four years from now. Is Josh Anderson going to be that player for you in four years that that you need to protect at all costs? I like the hope is he so. even going to be is he going to be under contract and want to stay in Montreal four years from now? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be a complete rebuild that's going to take us four years. I'm hoping it's a shorter you, rebuild. Could have, could have, and they're like, just using what the, they have now. The Sens the Sens are way ahead of them in a rebuild. Yeah, because the Sens the totally lead, went, the, like totally blew it up. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm telling you that, that I think the Habs need to totally blow up. The Leafs are way ahead of them. Like the Leafs are, are, are solidified. The Panthers are solidified. The Lightning are solidified. I don't see those three teams going away in the next year or two. So you're going to be competing against the Red Wings, who are way ahead in a rebuild, Ottawa, who's way ahead in a rebuild, Buffalo, who can't figure it out, and Boston, who's <laughs> probably coming into a rebuild. And, the, and that's to get a wild card spot. Yeah. But you think you can retool with what you have and, and get – I I would blow it all up. Like, yeah. If Price comes this, back, this, I think they could do it. Because you're going to have the goaltender. You're going to have Price come back. I would trade Carey Price and I'd eat $5 million of his sell, the rest of his contract. What, has he got four years left? Uh, it might be more than that. If you could trade Carey Price and get like two first-round picks for him and a high-level prospect because you're going to eat half – you're going to eat half of his contract. Why not? Uh, I just maybe it's because I have a personal like because I like him. I don't want to see him go. Yeah, I, I've been there. I've been a Leaf fan. 
for a long time. And, you know, at, at one point you have to have that realization that this team sucks and you need to blow it up. And you know, <laughs> Well, you've been dealing with that all your whole fucking life. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I just think that some Habs fans like Kudo don't mean to signal you out here, but you guys well, I'm had only a, one on right now. So <laughs> but yeah, you guys had a magical run to the playoffs last year through the playoffs. It was for you Habs fans. It was great, but you need to realize that I don't think your team is as good and built to compete right now. Of course it's not why, right now. That's why you need to get assets for, whoever and whatever you can is the way I look at it. As a Leaf fan, Kudo, we should have blown it up a long, long before we did. We came out of the salary cap era into the salary cap era, still thinking we could spend, you know, a hundred million dollars and, you know, pick up all these aging veterans and, you know, be able to win a cup. It, it took a long time for the management to figure it out. But the, the problem was, is they were staying just good enough that you'd have hope but they would they play themselves out of a playoff spot every year but they wouldn't be at the bottom either right yep. i think the habs are at the bottom right now they have a window to stay at the bottom for the you know sell off pieces stay at the bottom have you get kind of you get your core pieces and you have kind of an accelerated rebuild in the next 2 to 3 years with these young guys and then you op- you get them under contract and then you saw and then you have like you know a 5 to 6 year window that should be what you look for. Like the Leafs, the Leafs were shit for for three years. They built up. They got you know Nylander, They got Marner. They got Matthews in the draft, and then that allowed them to to take off. And then they over the problem with the Leafs is they overachieved too quick in the rebuild, which is why <laughs> the fan base is getting restless now because they haven't. But like this is where their window was supposed to be open when they when they tore it down. It was supposed to be like it was supposed to be a three to four years of pain. And then it was, we got Matthews and we made the playoffs the next year. Right. But that's, you know, that's kind of the timeline that the Habs should realistically be looking at. And, you know, I, yeah, I get it. You went to the finals last year and sure. If you get into the playoffs, you got Carey Price and you have a chance, but I don't know that it's, it's a realistic thing to, to want to do every year. And, and the, the fact of the matter is they wouldn't even have made the playoffs last year if it wasn't for the Canadian division. So, you know, yeah, you can, yeah. If you get in great, but, you know, they got to really have a battle to get into the playoffs every year. And this is what we were saying last summer, and you didn't want to listen to us because they went to the finals. But it was like, you know, I don't see them making the playoffs. Sure, you know, they 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 are built to be successful in the playoffs, but they're not built to get to the playoffs. And that's that's the issue. Yeah, well, they're missing a lot of pieces this year. And obviously, they that's why they had the start that they had. Do you think if Joel Edmondson was in the lineup all season? He'd make a they, difference. Yes, be, he was. So what they'd be like? They'd be fifth last instead of second last. No, but he'd still make a difference in the in the dressing room, I think. And they, I don't think they yeah, would have lost a whole bunch of games like they have. I don't think it's going to make a difference where they're competitive enough to make the playoffs. Okay, whatever. That's your opinion. Well, like I'm just saying, like they were missing pieces, like key pieces to the team. So that's going to make a difference to your team if you take away your key players Car- from Car- your Car- Leafs. You guys aren't fucking only, doing anything. Carey Price is the only key difference, and. I don't think Carey Price can carry them to the playoffs and then be healthy enough and you know ready to go. Like Carey Price was injured going into the playoffs last year, wasn't he? He was re- he got rest right before they they got yep. to the playoffs. So you know he's got to carry them all the way through a regular season and then carry them all the way through a playoff 
for them to be successful. Well, he just had to do enough because then he had Jake Allen who helped out last year when he went down a couple times. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not, I'm I'm with you, but he got rest going into the playoffs. Like he carried them through the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. and he did his part got, in the playoffs. He got, he was supposed he got, to do. He did his job. He got rest, but he, it, I I don't think they. I don't think you see the <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that he he wouldn't have got they wouldn't have got there in a regular season if they're playing 82 games. Carey Price has to play you know 60 games, and he's not going to have three weeks before the playoffs to be injured and in a recovery where he's not playing, get some energy back, and then carry them through a postseason again. Okay, if that's what you think. Okay, yeah, that is what I think. <laughs> yeah, but he, I Kudo, I, I, you got that. You got the. Maple Leaf like, has a goalie on. fucking played like sixty or sixty-five games in his, your in his season? And you take rings are blocking your vision, Kudo. Yeah. Okay. Well, they—that's the thing. Like, goalies can't play that many games anymore. Like, they just get—they get beat up. So to say that you're gonna have your starter play 60, 65 games, and then carry you on a long run like that—it's just not possible. That's why. You see a lot of these teams trying to find a 1A, 1B because they want their starter to play like 50 games, their backup to play the rest, and maybe have that little bit of a buffer where their backup could play the last week of the season to give your starter a rest, let them get into the last game before the playoffs and carry you. Whereas as much as Jake Allen proved he was capable of helping carry price last year in a shortened season i don't think he is a good enough backup to carry price to help would have helped him in a full 82 game season i think that's what and, Oscar's and, trying and, to say and, and i'm saying the canadian division was so terrible that the you know i, I think i don't think that if carry well, price got injured and he couldn't play he couldn't finish the season i don't think they'd get into the playoffs to begin with like they almost missed the playoffs last year with how bad the canadian division was and now you're going up against the Floridas, the Torontos, the Tampas, the Red Wings on the rise, the Ottawa Senators on the rise, Boston Bruins still competing. And those are the teams you got to get over. Plus, you have the the teams in the Metro that are going to be competing for a wild card spot as well. Like it, it's just jumbled that much more. Like there's that much more competition, and I don't think that they have the pieces that are going to win those games for them. They also jumped out to a big lead last year, like jumped out to a big cushion so that way when Carey Price was hurt and Jake Allen was in net. They were able to weather the storm yeah. and coast into the playoffs rather yeah, than – instead of you know, having, having to win, to win games win down the stretch. In. Well, they didn't really coast into the playoffs. It still was a bit of a struggle to get in. Yeah, but it, if but that's what we're yeah, saying. But like if, if, it, it was if Vancouver didn't get season, COVID, then maybe the maybe they would have – like Vancouver had to, got COVID and they had to play like 30, 30 games in like 40 days or something stupid like that to – I don't think it was quite that many, but it, they had to play a, a shit ton of games to make up, and they were out of shape because they because it ravaged their team. I'm not like I'm not trying to take away what the Montreal Canadiens are, but you have to look at it in the fact that like Carey Price is aging, right? So like they need to do something with Carey Price. I don't know if it's get another Carey Price, someone to help Carey Price out. Shea Weber's not coming back, so they have to realize that like Shea Weber's not coming back, and that is a big piece, and that probably does not help their cause of why they're where they are right now. Like I'm sure having Shea Weber would be beneficial to the Montreal Canadiens, but not now knowing that you're not going to have Shea Weber, 
and Jeff Petrie playing the way Jeff Petrie's been playing this year. And it just, the things are lining up that it's better for them to say, you know what, we don't have our key pieces and our key pieces from last year who helped us get to where we got aren't there and aren't performing. So we're better off to tear it down, try and find these key pieces and start over. And I don't think they have any prospects coming. What do you mean? Yeah, they do. Like, uh, who? Well, they've got a few players that could be coming up. Logan Mayu? No. He's going to be There's two my years sack. Away, There's um, fuck. Gru- is it Grulu? Grulu? Yeah, the defenseman for Canada. Yeah. Gooley or whatever his name is. Yeah, these guys aren't ready to play, though. They're not ready to jump in the line. Even Cole Caulfield's not, not, not even playing well this year. Well, he's starting to heat up now that St. Louis is fucking the coach and mentoring him. He scored two in the last three games. <laughs> well, Good. he'll be their leading scorer in no time. Exactly. So let's go. Yeah, but I don't know. I just. You don't trade Suzuki. You don't trade. Okay, you just want them to do a complete will, re, uh, rebuild. But why can't you have these kids come in and, into the lineup then? But you can. There's all kinds of young guys, like teams are putting young guys, just bring them in, and all of a sudden they're they're doing really well and they're like, yeah, belonging but, there. But that's not what we're saying. We're but we're saying we're like, saying that, we, that they need to get rid of all the veterans. Like they why need would to, you hold to on to tear Josh it down? It, 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 yeah, if you if you tear it down and so then you're, the, you're the saying kids, just go the completely young, just get rid of all your fucking veterans. Have no veteran presidents in the room have like basically no captain just give it to fucking suzuki and let him run the show and be like the oldest guy on the team but why would you have yeah, I, like, I don't see if it sounds like suzuki is your captain in the future pretty much that's what i'm saying so just you, let him run and take over yeah obviously you're gonna have some veterans but so the then there you, go. you, you can't get rid of all the veterans you want to, you want to, so at that point yeah then josh anderson can be the veteran and he's there but like no one's yeah, but he's take- a guy that can give you are you gonna keep keep rem pitlick because nobody wants him like no, what not do even pick click. But, pick them but up off you, waivers. If you but can like, get tangible assets for Josh Anderson, he has value. Why would you keep him? Okay, fine. Then get rid of him. Then get rid of fucking everyone. That's what you guys want me to say. So get rid of everyone. But I'm just so saying that they could still fucking build around certain players too. That's what I'm trying to say. You don't have to get rid of everyone. Like, okay, go get rid of fucking Gallagher. Go ahead. Like, go get rid of fucking Pryson if you want. I'm just saying there's certain players, and there's one player that I I feel like because I thought Toffoli was going to stay because they really liked him, but they let him go because they could get a first rounder for him, so they did it, and I and I'm I'm good with that trade. So if you get even a though first personally for I like Toffoli and I would like them to stay with the Habs, but he didn't, so he's gone. So that's fine. He's gone. We got we got good piece for it. We got if you first get a rounder. first rounder for if you get a and first rounder like for Josh Anderson, Sherratt might be going too, and it seemed like Calgary wanted Sherratt, but the Habs were asking too much, so that's why they took Sherratt out of the deal. But it looks like the Habs could get a, like another first rounder or at least a second rounder for Sherratt. So yeah, get, get trade him. And right now, the way Petrie's playing, I say get the fuck rid of Petrie because obviously he's not happy. He doesn't want to be there. So get him fucking off the team too. And just fucking take a third rounder for him. I don't give a fuck right now. Get him off the fucking team. He doesn't want to be there. Then don't fucking be there. If you don't want to play for the team, then don't be there. Get fucking nice free trade. Get the fuck out. Okay, so now now you're starting to see what we're saying is yeah. But I was saying that. But I'm just saying that there's certain players that you can keep and help build your team up. Like you still want like that. And I'm saying Josh Anderson is one of those players I'd, I'd keep on my team because Toffoli's gone now or else I'd have Toffoli there. But what does Josh Anderson bring to the table? You know what, Jones? I just like the way he plays because he plays hard. Like he just fucking, he hits. But he, he, goes, doesn't, like, he doesn't play hard all the time. Yes, he does. And, no. you know, maybe maybe he is a guy that you would want to keep in and maybe there's intangibles we don't see. Maybe he's the guy, the first guy in the, uh, the weight room every day and he's he's putting in the work. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not in the Montreal Canadiens 
dressing room. I'm just saying, you know, from my perch a thousand feet up above the Montreal Canadiens and seeing where they sit and where the competition sits around them, I, I would be moving out every veteran. Anybody that's above the age of 23, I would, I would be listening on. You don't have to necessarily trade them. You can set your price. If your price for Josh Anderson is, is two firsts and a, and a top prospect and somebody wants to meet that, great. If nobody wants to meet that, then, then you keep them. But what I'm, what I'm saying is you, you, there's no reason to not be open to it and just saying, yeah, keep Anderson because he's Anderson and I like the way he plays. Yeah, because he actually gives a shit. That's also the other thing is he looks like one of the players that actually gives a shit right now. Okay, but which he is has... probably which is probably good for the room. But at the same time, if if he's going to bring in the the return, uh, you know, you look at it. Maybe if he, if he packages with Sherrod and you get two first rounders and a top prospect for him, do you look at it? Yeah, take it in. But like the way I look at but it, I'm is just like... telling you my personal opinion is I like Anderson, so I'd keep him. On my well, team. No, I'm not. I'm not That's trying to diminish saying. your and personal. You're saying, I'm like, oh, you got to get I'm rid just... of him. But why do I have to get rid of him? If I'm the GM and I don't want to get rid of him, I don't have to. Yeah, you're right. You don't have to. I'm just saying everything should be on the table. Yeah. So let's move on. We figured it out. I'm, I'm just saying he's carrying like over five million dollar cap hit for the next six years. So if some team's willing to take that off your books for when the fact that you're going to have to resign a guy like. Caulfield, you're going to have to re-sign all these guys that you want to bring up, like in the next two to three years. Josh Anderson, plus, plus your Shane, your Shane Wright in three years, you're going to owe money to. Josh Anderson's 20, 27, 28 years old. Twenty-seven. When he's in five years, when you're needing all this money, you're having him. He's going to be one of these guys that's eating. Yeah, and then you can trade him then. But who's gonna if he's like, is he gonna have the value then? Is he gonna have the value then? Is you he, never know. He's injury maybe prone. Be, maybe you're so gonna like, be giving up a first round pick to, to trade him at that point. He's injury maybe he's prone. He's gonna be on Robidaw Island, and you're just gonna be hoping that you can keep him on LTI. Oh, we could do this all the fucking day. Do you want to keep doing this all day? No, I don't. I want to keep going on. All right. So uh, Jack Eichel, that guy, he used to play for Buffalo. He's a that real guy, up and yeah. comer. Real up and comer. Once upon a time. Not good enough to play for the Habs, but uh, decent hockey player once upon a time. He, he's ready to make his uh, his debut for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's currently making his debut for the Vegas Golden Knights. Game started. How many points has he got? Zero. Oh, fucking he's got two penalty Trade minutes him. and one shot on goal. Trade bro. him. Get rid of him. He's a bust. He's got two penalty minutes already? Yeah. What a bum. Step slow. He's a step slow. He's, he's, he's not back. He's a step slow. Get rid of him. Yes, he's back. Stone had to go on the LTIR to free him up, so they didn't have to make any any moves at this point. Stone sounds like he's got a lingering back issue, so who knows how long he's going to be out. It's going to be interesting to watch the the Vegas cap situation if they plan on getting Stone back in the lineup because they got to move about six million dollars or something like that to uh, to make it work. So, yep. so sounds like their second line center uh, Carlson is. Uh, Potentially a, a trade chip that they might look at because they got Eichel for the first line. They really like uh, Chandler Stevenson. Will be interesting to watch though what happens with Vegas. Sounds like he might be on the uh, the LTIR until the end of the season. It'll be off season when we see all these moves for uh, for Vegas. They also got yeah, Robbie Leonard, who's agents, got I think too. he's got a torn labrum, so that could be uh, an issue for them as well. So we need some goaltending help too. Maybe Carey Price going to the desert. No. Montreal saves, keeps, retains half of his uh, his contract. They take back Robin Leonard and, uh, and two first-round picks. 
in like the next and they're like they're these are distance first round picks they're not Vegas taking them this year because i don't even know if price is going to be playing this year so why would they trade him now because he's, they healthy. Also, he's, uh, he's not just came out and uh kiboshed rumors of mark andre flurry returning to vegas but people think that he may go back at the end of the season and be the backup goalie next year because his contract's do done and they're like well maybe he'll sign like a league minimum deal and uh yeah, if the if the family's still there go and play backup goalie or whatever he could even be the starter fuck you imagine know, but... they I imagine they bought a fucking really nice house in Vegas expecting he was gonna finish his career there. So Oh probably. So his family's probably still living there. Agreed. Or they still have a house. So Yeah, we all Wouldn't know that GMs it. don't really always say the right things either. When they say like, Oh yeah, he's gonna be coaching the rest of the season and all of a sudden fired. So just because they said, Oh yeah, he's not coming back, he could still come back. True. Well, I don't think I think it's a cap issue that they can't afford to bring him back. Yeah, like I think more than, more than, more than have anything. to like eat ninety five percent of the cap or something like that. And they can't. You can all, the most you can get rid of. I think is like sixty percent, and it's like it's the way the Leafs did it last year, where they traded trading team kept fifty percent, went to another team, they kept fifty percent, and then it came back. So it's like yeah, fifty percent, and then fifty percent of fifty percent, and then it it comes to you. And I think it's so you get you to like retain twenty five percent. I don't. I don't think it's. I think it's more than that. Just the way the math works on on the whole thing. But yeah, it's not. I don't think it's clean, clean fifty fifty fifty. But yeah. So we'll see. See what happens. Maybe Malcolm Subban uh, makes his way back there. You never know. Or what's his name? Um, the old uh, Erie Otters goalie that was with Columbus, and then he he was playing in Vegas the first year. He was. He had like ten wins. Oscar Dansk. All the goalies. Oscar Dansk, yeah. Maybe maybe he makes his way back into Vegas. Dances his way back to Vegas. Ha <laughs> ha. He might be in their farm system still. It's possible. To I'm be... surprised that guy never panned out. Like he was such a good prospect. Maybe he's just a late bloomer or something. Jack Campbell like. Zach Fucali like, I guess. All right. Um wanna get into the Olympics? Any other hockey stuff? NHL hockey stuff? I got no other hockey stuff. Really. Still not not heating up enough for me yet. That'll come soon. Uh, Marner's on a, a quite a tear right now. I think he's got 22 points in 11 games after coming back from injury. 11 goals, 11 assists, 22 points, something like that. That's about all I got for hockey. Kudo had a Sydney Crosby he, he's got, stat. He, he does have more more goals in the last 11 games though than the top Canadians goal scorer on the season. So just want to throw that go. out there. Kudo had a Crosby stat. Scored scored his five hundredth career goal uh, last night against the Flyers. Good assist by Malkin on that one. Yeah. What was your stat there, Kudo? <laughs> well, it could be a fun fact, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Kudo. Fun facts. So what we got here is uh, Sidney Crosby scored his five hundredth NHL goal. It was his fiftieth goal against the Flyers in the Peng- Penguins' fiftieth game of the season, and also. On Yager's fiftieth birthday, it's a lot of fifties. A lot of fifties going on. A lot of a lot of five O's. A lot of five O's. Glad he got to five hundred goals. That's a that's a big mark. Yeah, I mean, he might be a Hall of Famer now. I guess they hit that. Yeah, mark. maybe. What is it? He's like the fortieth uh, something. Forty ninth, I think. Forty sixth. Forty ninth. Forty six, maybe. Five hundred. Yeah, I think it's forty six to get to five hundred. I just wonder how many goals he might have scored if he didn't get if he wasn't so like injury plagued. He missed a lot of time to injury. 
I'm thinking of how much points he has, even though he's missed that much time too. Well, that's what I mean. Shouldn't be such a band-aid. But keep your head up. Yeah. <laughs> I just think of it in like 50 seasons. Um, one player on the Habs might get to that uh, that 500 goal mark. Yeah. Okay. Move on. <laughs> Olympics. Who cares? USA out. Team Canada out. Quarterfinal losses. Both teams. In men's hockey. In men's hockey. Yes. Sorry. I should have clarified that. Um, I saw that uh, Jennifer Jones lost to China in curling today. Apparently China knows how to curl. Steal an extra ends. Steal an extra ends too, of all things. Yeah. I think if they won that game, they would have uh, qualified for the semifinals. But now it's a big log jam and they need to win their next game to qualify. So there's that. Yeah, I think I think they're four and four. I think the US is four and four. Japan Great. was like four, four Great and Britain four. was like four and four. South Korea's four and four. It's like everyone's four and four. How did that not go in? The one thing I've noticed about uh, women's curling as uh, as we've aged, um, all the women players have aged. Yes. Yes, they have. That's the one thing I've noticed about the international game. Scotty still has some potential for me, but uh, the international game, I've really noticed that. Well, there's some great the Great Britain team. Really, that's that's one that really uh, I used to get excited to watch, and now not so much. Same with Sweden. Get excited to watch Sweden. Big game, big game tonight. USA, Canada, gold medal game. Women's hockey. Marie Philippe Poulin looking for an overtime winner. It's currently zero zero. Three minutes into the game, and they have changed a rule in Olympic hockey. I just found this out that. In the gold medal, in the in the medal round games, no shootout, overtime until someone scores. Oh, really? Yeah, it's about fucking time. Yeah, Americans are probably wishing that rule was still in play. I don't know; they're buzzing right ho- now. Men's so. hockey, men's hockey, I meant. Oh, men's hockey, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't a medal game; it was just a playoff. It was a quarterfinal game. But that's not a medal. So that's I why understand. They I understand. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. I bet you they wish it was a rule for. For playoff games, we'll say. Surprised the Canadians aren't rocking the blacks. Were they wearing the reds? Yeah, they're wearing the reds. Reds look good. Decent, decent uni. I really like the whites though. <laughs> the white and the red. And then we got the controversy here. The the fifteen year old figure skater from Russia has been allowed to compete in the uh, individual figure skating competitions. Uh, despite her positive drug test, which she claims was a mix up of I guess her medication and her grandfather's heart medication. Just a pill popper, eh? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't fucking know, guys. Um, have you guys ever mixed up medication with another family member? Because I sure as hell have not. No, I try and keep stay away from my wife's, you know, prenatal medications, <laughs> postnatal medications, <laughs> any of that kind of stuff. I, I I stay away from. Like it sounds like she just wanted to pop a pill, so she's like looking through all the medicine that they had in the house and said, "Fuck it." Old man's take it, pop it. Let's go. Yolo. Grandpa's heart medication. Let's see what it does to me. Yeah, give me that quick fix I've been looking for. She just wanted a booster. That's what she took it for. Yeah, just trying to get stoned like fifteen-year-old Kudo. Hey, now (laughs) I wasn't popping pills. (laughs) Smoking weed, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, so she's allowed to compete. Kudo, give us an update. You, you would. Well, Carly gave you an update, and you're more versed than me, so why don't you tell us the situation surrounding this girl, okay, what so they're doing. 
So this girl was actually in the team event, which they found out, which she got positive, correct? Yes. Yeah. So they decided not to hand out the medals for the team event. So they're just going to hold on to the medals. They're not going to hand any out. Instead of just like disqualifying them and then giving like second place first, third place second, and fourth place third. They just said, screw it. We're going to do that. Hold on to them. And then she's competing in the, um, I guess you call that, I don't know if it's a short or long program or the women's. It's just well, the individual. 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 Yeah. She, so because she's, she's going to be in it, and if she wins as like can get a medal, they're not handing out medals. But if say she comes in like third or not third, but like fourth or fifth, apparently they're going to hand out the medals then. It's only if she's going to like be medal. If, like if it affects the podium. If it affects yeah, yeah, the she's going on the podium. They're not going to have the, they're not going to have the podium like the, um, so there c- must uh, be a ceremony, medal ceremony. Yeah. ceremony. So there I've heard that she's, or something going on. She's like, winning right now i'm pretty sure yeah so like she's predicted to win so that's so they're basically not going to be handing out any medals now which a lot of people are pissed off about because they say that she shouldn't be allowed to compete well i guess she just, has like, to have a, some sort of trial or something like that i guess i don't know somehow they're finding the way that she can still compete and then just basically like try to win it and just have nobody get a medal then and just be like all right well i still won it because i came first <laughs> yeah it, it's you know and you know in her defense, she she is Russian, and they have such an upstanding history of uh, competing under the the proper rules and and not having any any issues with with drug enforcement. So, uh, I think the Olympic Committee is probably just giving them you know be, because the the Russian Olympic Committee country that they have to compete uh, as um, they they're such a clean organization that Russian Olympic Committee country. They, there's been no no infractions as far as I know with any Russian Olympic Committee athletes, um, so that that must they must be just be giving her the benefit of the doubt because of the the longstanding structure of clean competition for that uh, for the committee uh, for that organization. Yeah, yeah. Like if they were competing under the flag of Russia, it might be a different story. But because they're under the whoa Russian- whoa whoa, that country is not allowed to compete. This is a completely delighted. I don't even know why you would bring that country into this, Jones. This is the Russian Olympic Committee. This is not Russia. This is not the Soviet Union. This is the Russian Olympic Committee, completely separate from all those other those other organizations. Cheating the organizations. I'm sorry. All of these that got banned from the Olympics. All of these athletes have to go into Putin's office and do some lines of cocaine or something off his desk and then sign and then sign their name with their nose blood on a, on an affidavit that says that they are clean participants. You know, so I, I have no, there's no doubt in my mind that there, that this is a clean athlete at 15 years old that, that looks like a normal 15 year old athlete would, you know, um, no question in my mind, this is a normal 15 year old girl that just, you know, Took some heart medication unknowingly. No goal. God Here I am it. pouring my heart out for you guys, and you're fucking watching a hockey game. Fucking right we are. Yeah, that's getting called back pretty Here quickly. I thought my girl Natalie Spooner scored to put Canada up one nothing, but they're challenging now for an offside, and it seems like they're going to be calling it back because it looks like it's offside. Spooner, I don't even know her. <laughs> Not for my dad jokes. Anything else happen in the Olympics, guys? Not much. I haven't really watched anything. I, I know we want some medals in speed skating. Yeah. Charles Hamlin won his like sixth medal and however many Olympics he's been in. Yeah, he set like a record. Yeah. He's won like so, the most medals in like or he, yeah, he's tied, I guess, with um 
for six, I think, right? Yeah. So that's that was pretty cool. He's also appeared in like five Olympics now, I think. Or he's medaled in five different Olympics, which is like a record. Yeah. So, well, we had the controversy of Mark McMorris. He basically ripped the judges. So that was... And then he apologized because a Canadian won and he was ripping the judges for the Canadian winning. Yeah, it doesn't look good on that when you're ripping your own teammate. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently there's a, there's like different styles in, in competition from what I was getting in the, this in that controversy, like this, the guy that won is like a, you know, he's not a freestyle guy like the rest of them. And like, he's a very technical or structural, structural competitor or something along those lines. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's it's one of those sports where there's a judge like he can't. Yeah. I think I think we talked about it last week though, where like his reaction said that he had like the best, and then like the guy that won the gold was like trying to dissect him, like oh well, mine was that uh, like so much cleaner, like I didn't have like the the fist pump on my landing, and like uh, you know it, it, I was you know I went all the way to the end of the rail and then dismounted yeah. cleanly and and stuff, and it's like. Like, really, that makes the – and then they pointed out some flaws in that guy's run, but he was like, oh, yeah, there that, there was some imperfections, but that's why I only got a 90 instead of – and, like, it's so fucked. And apparently apparently the, the guy that won the gold had a missed grab. Um, he didn't uh, – like, he, he tucked and everything. It looked like he grabbed it from the one angle, but he didn't grab it. And they didn't um, – they didn't request a replay of it, I guess, in the judges' booth. They can yeah. request a, a replay, and so they think he should have been docked big marks, or he, you know, he wouldn't have had the gold medal run if, uh, you know, if they had a properly looked at it. So, a lot, a lot of controversy on on that one. But yeah, I, I, I think we all kind of we talked when we talked about it last week with Mick Morris and the way he reacted. Like, you know, as an athlete, you know, kind of when you've done something good. Like you hit a home run, you know you hit a home run. You kind of give, you know, it's you got the trot. It's it's a, it's a, it's that same kind of thing, right? Like, like if you hit a no doubt home run, like you pimp it, you're in the trot right away. I, I feel like it was the same kind of reaction where he knew he hit a home run, he should have been in first place, and then all of a sudden the ball hits the wall and doesn't go out or whatever, right? And it's like, yeah. Other than that, like it's just so hard to watch. It's you know, it's on at the the weird times you get the you know some nights you stay up a little bit later and you get the the late night stuff and then you get up in the morning you can watch a couple hours but i think you miss all the the good stuff in between like the race walking well yeah like (laughs) anything you know all that good stuff so i'm uh i'm excited for uh four and eight years time because i think it's going to be well i know in four years it's in italy so may try and actually go to those ones you going i'm gonna try we, we podcasted live from the olympics in hey, four years know. in italy you heard it here first jones <laughs> is gonna be our, our correspondent at least there you go live on the scene live on live on location and then uh eight years time there's a very serious bid going in for vancouver again so that'll be uh that'll be another attempt to go to the olympics for myself right on it's gonna be yeah. expensive for you if you gotta take the kids yeah, we'll make it work. It's uh, I've been to one. Love to go back. So, all right. Well, hope you make it, Jones. Me too. Best of luck to you in your Olympic journey. 
Um, we're, we're happy well, for you. Never going to make it as a curling team. Cause you guys don't want to ever fucking go curling. So. I'm fucking ready to go, bud. I'm, I'm ready. I never to go. get the invite. I'm waiting for my invite. I'm just telling you right hey, now that hey, we got it. We got three right here. We need a fourth. Let's get her going. I am uh, fucking. I'm going to the skip because I'm not sweeping. Twenty thirty, twenty thirty in fucking Vancouver. We're going to be fucking competing in the Olympics. That's that's the podcast goal. Let's uh, let's see if we can get there. I might have to grow the hair out. We'll, we'll be we'll sponsor like ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> we'll sponsor get the barrel ourselves. going again. We're going to make it onto the tour in three years. Yeah, we got a good five years before we got to be on the tour, and we got to compete for at least two, and then we really get serious from there. So yeah, yeah we, maybe we, that's... we should probably start playing in the next year or so, though. Yeah, a little bit of practice. <laughs> My skip game's on point, though. I'm calling shots on TV, and they're like the uh, the announcers are calling the same shots that I'm calling. So uh, yeah, women's game's a little different than the men's game, though, uh, Jones. It's okay. I I can brush up on my men's game. We're not gonna be no finesse team. We're gonna be the fucking hitters. We're just gonna be fucking pounding rocks out of there. Going rock hard. <laughs> well, one of you guys got to learn the tick shot. I'm just letting you know that right now. Kudo's going to be the lead. He's just got to set the... He's just setting guards. Oh, and then he's got to learn the tick shot, too, just in case we're ever winning. He's got to gotta be able to play the tick. Yeah, you can teach him. All right, let's get into some stuff here. Uh, WWE Elimination Chamber goes this weekend. I think it's in United Arab Emirates. Kudo, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. Saudi Arabia or somewhere. Yeah, Saudi Arabia, maybe. We have a, a men's chamber match. It's for it's basically the raw. What is it? The it's WWE Championship. Yeah, WWE Championship. So we got uh, champion Bobby Lashley defending against Kevin Owens. No, Kevin Owens isn't it. Seth Rollins, Theory, Austin Theory. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar. AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Seth Rollins. Did we say Rollins? I said Rollins. Rey Mysterio. Oh yeah, he might be. Is it him? No. Fuck. No, I'm not I'm confused on who's the last I, fucking... Who's the last one now to go? You look it up. I'll, I'll go through them. Uh, then we have a women's chamber. Women's chamber is for number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, uh, Nikki A.S.H., uh, Alexa Bliss, Dewdrop, and Belair Ripley, no, the blonde girl, Liv Morgan, um, Liv Morgan. Yep. And then so the, men's, the men, it's a uh, riddle. Riddle. Okay. Uh, then we got a uh, women's tag team match: uh, Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville versus Ronda Rousey and Naomi. Uh, we have Becky Lynch versus Lita. Lita Jones. I know you know that name. I was going to ask if that's the Lita that I know, but. It is. I was like, yeah. For some reason, and I then, thought, uh, thought she had. This is her first singles match since 2006, I think. Okay. And then uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Goldberg's back. We're still doing that whole Goldberg thing. Goldberg. Is he ever going to leave? No, because I think he still has a few uh, more matches on his contract. That's why he's fighting in this one. Yeah, this was supposed to be a WrestleMania match from uh, 2020. Yeah, like two years ago or something stupid. Because of COVID uh, and Reigns has, uh, what is he, yeah. leukemia or something like that? Yeah. So he didn't fight at that time. So Goldberg faced Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman beat him. So this has kind of been two years in the making. 
But I don't think anybody really cares to see it because Roman Reigns has dominated everybody in WWE. So why would we think that Goldberg can all of a sudden dominate him? Oh, Goldberg's winning this match for sure. No, Roman Reigns is going to win the match because it's gonna, yeah, because and Brock Lesnar is going to win the chamber because they're going to they're going to have a unification bout at uh, at WrestleMania by by all accounts, or or at least they're going to have champion versus champion at WrestleMania is is what I'm hearing. So yeah, but there's also rumors that Bobby Lashley is just going to retain at Elimination Chamber. Maybe uh, who fucking knows what WWE is going to do. The the one interesting thing about this pay per view is. That it's very conservative wherever they're, I think it's Saudi Arabia. Yep. And they seem to be showcasing the women more. There was, you know, a time two years ago where the women weren't even allowed to wrestle. And then they kind of broke that barrier. Then they've had women's matches. Now they have women's chamber match. They have the women's tag team match and they have a women's championship match. So uh, three women's matches on the card, which is pretty, pretty crazy. And they had a, have a big, billboard apparently on display up there of uh becky and uh and lita um so i don't know whether that's going to be the main event on the card i I would imagine it's got to be reigns and goldberg as the main event because reigns is your guy could be the men's chamber but i'd say the chamber uh who who knows who knows Uh, a couple rumors for wrestlemania talk of stone cold making a return stone cold stone cold stone cold Cold. Cold. Stone Cold Dan Perjoni versus uh, Kevin Owens from um, from Dallas. Two-night event in Dallas. Kevin Owens has already started kind of uh, putting an anti-WrestleMania, anti-Texas uh, promo together for the event. So him versus Stone Cold would be pretty good because the, the Texas Rattlesnake making his return in Dallas. So the stunner versus stunner kind of match. So makes a lot of sense. Uh, then we got to Cody Rhodes is apparently leaving AEW where he was kind of one of the founding members over there. And sounds like he might be returning to WWE, be the first AEW athlete to re-sign or sign on with, uh, with WWE. So yep. we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. sounds like it could be a done deal already and he could be starting to do some promos as early as this weekend. So we shall see. MLB spring training was set to be underway as of today, I think, or yesterday maybe. Uh, but obviously, no spring training. I think some of the minor league guys that aren't under contract or aren't on the forty are allowed to go to spring training. So some of that might be happening, but no labor deal in place. So um, who knows? Sounds like they're going to start talking again later this week, but they have not uh, reached any decision as of yet. And um, just reports today, Juan Soto of the Nationals, the young phenom outfielder. Juan Soto, Juan Soto, down, you already know, though? Yeah, he turned down a 13-year, $350 million contract extension from the Washington Nationals before the uh, the pandemic. That, I think that, or not before the pandemic, before the lockout. What did uh, you I think say those numbers were? 13 years, $350 million. It's a stupid amount of money. It's it's similar to like what uh, Tatis uh, signed with uh, the Padres. I think his was like three twenty or or three hundred maybe. But so, so Soto's still in like arbitration year, so he's not even making good money right now. So it's like guaranteed money next thirteen years. I think Vlad Junior will probably be in a similar boat when uh, if the Blue Jays were to offer him a, a huge extension like this. But it sounded like uh, Soto wanted between 13 and 15 years for $500 million. 
So that's a shitload of money. Money is still stupid in baseball. So we'll see what happens with that when they uh, are able to negotiate again. Uh, All-Star weekend in the NBA. Don't know if we care. Bum, bum, there's bum, a couple bum, Raptors. Bum. Yeah, a couple Raptors in the, uh, the three-point contest, maybe. Fred's in the game. Slam dunk competition will happen. Probably not going to watch, not going to lie. Go basketball. Jacques Villeneuve, Canadian race car legend, is racing for a team out of the Netherlands, at trying to qualify for the Daytona 500. Um, sounds like he qualified for the heats. He said he got a, had a fast enough lap time tonight. Um, so he's going to be in the heats races on Sunday. I think they do two races and then that's how they determine the qualifying order for the big race. So he's trying to be in the, in the top 40, I guess, to, to qualify for a Daytona 500. So good luck, Jack. And then uh, celebrity big brother. You guys been watching? I have been kind of, I'm not like, up to date up to date but i've been watching i feel like i might be up to date but i'm not 100 sure because it's been going so fast <laughs> like yeah there's like four episodes a week i like it but at the same time like it's a lot to watch if you just record it and not watch, pay attention and there's like yeah. there's been a couple two hour episodes yeah it's, i think it's every friday is every fridays i hours? think are two hours yeah but a lot of times it's useless i watched the one that was two hours and they took forever just to like vote somebody out yeah it's like I wasted. It was like, what's the point of two hours? Let's just make it a one hour and fucking vote them out, and that's it. Move well, on. Well, I think I think because the gameplay is so long, they need the two hours to show all you all the recapping. Like, well, the recapping and like what's ha- happening in the house, like the scenarios and everything. Where, yeah, because like, they're showing you like almost every single day. <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty interesting though. They're like because they're, they're playing so fast. Like the it's kind of like hard gameplay. So I think. So last week we'd only talked about the first eviction, right? That yep. was the where Teddy went. Yeah, and that then, was the only uh, thing we got to. Yeah, yeah. Monday there was an eviction. It was figure skater. Yeah, um, I forget her name. Mira? No, Mia. Mira? Mirai? 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 So Mirai was voted out. She was the second to go, I think. Chris Catan self evicted. After that, some time. Yep. Then we had... Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris Kirkpatrick basically backdoored himself by making his number one use the veto to take Carson off the block. I don't know that he would have gone if they had have taken Cynthia off the block. Yeah, he would have stayed. Carson would have been gone. I No, I think, uh, I think uh, Todd might have... Uh, Gone on the I block. think Misha, Misha might have put Todd up, and they would have had the numbers to vote to vote it out. But I think when Carson went up, uh, Misha got scared and put Kirkpatrick up, um, so he went out. And then, uh, did you guys watch Monday? No, uh, I think so. Well, yeah, because John that... doesn't watch, so I don't want to spoil it for him. Yeah, but wasn't that when um, Catan basically? Left? No, that was like that was like last Monday. Oh fuck! Maybe I'm last so Wednesday. Like, that's what happens. I watch like a whole bunch at oh, a time, and I get like confused of which day is which. The last episode I think I saw was Carson winning HOH. Yes, yeah, Carson won that. HOH. He put up Misha and Bridges, Todd Bridges on the block. Yeah, yep. that's and as then, far as uh, I've seen. And then yeah, shit so hit the, the fan. Monday so Monday they they do a veto. Yeah, shit hit the fan in that episode, and then Monday they did a veto, 
and an eviction. They seem to be doing these like live vetoes, which I guess is good because you you avoid the spoilers when because it's going so fast. So, but yeah, they did a live uh, a live veto and eviction. I feel like I know what happens, but I did not see it. Okay, have you paid attention to Lamar? During a lot of the live feeds. Lamar is a fucking space cadet. He has no idea what's going on. He's like He's like, so we're in the so we're in like the fourth quarter, right? And then I just sub in and you know I, I go and you know shoot free throws yeah. and we won a championship, right? And he's so like, like, oh, you it's, mean... like a, it's like a shot clock and so when the shot clock's up, um I don't have to you see that one that stacking competition. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I compared it to the shot so clock. Also it's like a, it's like a shot clock and then and then he timed out, and he's like, "Okay, but oh, did you see him riding that horse? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it was a reindeer, yeah, or that reindeer. Sorry, to just, like, some of them hilarious. were just hilarious watching them, just like riding the the reindeer, like their faces and yeah. stuff they were making <laughs> was like, what is going on here? Oh my god! <laughs> and, and like Lamar is so big compared to everyone else, and he's like getting on this little tiny fucking reindeer." And it's like, yeah. could you not give the man a bigger reindeer? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think his was higher. Like, it, it, it actually was like bigger than the other ones. But they were joking because his feet could touch the ground, and everybody, <laughs> everybody else was had to like mount on it. But his feet could touch the yeah, ground. Yeah, his feet are just right on the ground. Yeah, so we're we're nearing the end of Big Brother. I think there's probably only a week left. There's like don't worry, Big six, Brother Canada. Six starts. people left in the house. Big Brother Canada probably right after. Soon. Yeah. As well as Survivor. Survivor's coming back. Right after Big Brother ends, I think Survivor's back. Yeah, like March 3rd or something. They're talking about this one being like the the toughest season ever. So last season must have been a cakewalk compared to this one. They're just (laughs) figuring it. They're just figuring out the shorter uh, the shorter template before. Now now they figured it out and it'll be even tougher. So we'll see what happens there. Wow. And that's uh, that's it for stuff. So I think you're up, Jones. I'm up, eh? I gotta put you guys on the grill. Yeah. All done. Grill it up. It's the grill. It's the grill. Let's try and think of some questions here. (laughs) (laughs) Good preparation. Yeah, you know, busy day. Busy day at the office. Do you guys think that no one cared about the Olympic men's Olympic hockey because there was no NHL athletes there? I think the, no one the cared. hype wasn't as big, yeah, obviously. The yeah. hype wasn't as big. In North America, anyways, the hype wasn't yeah. as big. I don't know about in Europe, but I wouldn't say no one cared. I'm sure there were still people that were passionate about it. but Yeah, like I, I still didn't like the fact that they lost. Like It still kind of pissed me off. But at the same time, yeah, I think a lot of people – didn't give a shit about it because there was no NHLers. I didn't like the fact that I wasn't watching the game and, and it was 0-0 going to third and Jones makes a comment about hitting the over or hitting the under. And then uh, I hit the under and there was an empty net goal to put it over. But Jones <laughs> hammered the over and didn't fucking tell me. No. I, like, I didn't tell you to bet the under. No. He's like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking under. I'm thinking under. It's going to be a I'm close think- game. It's going to be tight. I said, I'm thinking under, but I never said I was betting the under. And then I said, I just put a unit on the over, and no one replied back that was to after, me. So. That, was after, that was after I told you I bet the under. No, it was before that. Fucking guy. If I have to go back, I'll fucking go back and find it. It was two different chats. Yeah. 
Let's see. All right, next question. Let's go. Next question. Fuck. Oh, do you guys, when do you think the panic date is for the MLB and their labor negotiations to get a baseball season, a full baseball season in? Full baseball season, I say the panic button is ended next week because they would get basically have a week to get everyone to spring training and then they would have a month. Um, if it goes beyond that, you know, I think they need a month of spring training. So, do they really need that, a month though? I don't think they're, you know, these are multi, multi million dollar investments for the owners. I don't think that they're going to rush up, rush a pitcher to get in shape in, in two weeks to be ready to start on opening day. Like you want them to have some time to, you know, to be in shape, get stretched out, and then. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of them should be doing that right now on their own, or like a lot of them do. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they are, but at the same time, they're not getting paid. So that what what are they really? You know, they're going to be throwing, but are they going to be in game shape? Like you're, there are, I know there there's games going on, and like there's like the Dominican League and stuff. But if you're like, if you're a pitcher, are you going to be throwing? Full, you know, full out in the Dominican League when you're not getting paid with no assurance that, you know, the MLB season is going to happen. Plus, there's a lot of teams that have to fill out their roster still. Like the Jays don't have, a, like, you know, there's tons of free agents still out there. Like, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen still. I, I'd say, like, they have to have a deal by the end of next week. Yeah, I can see for, like, the pitchers and stuff like that, but I just don't think they need a whole month for spring training. Maybe a couple, a couple weeks. I think they need the full month. Yeah, I don't think so. I think there's revenue at stake too in in spring for the for the owners that they want to capture. Okay, fo- follow up question then: How many games do you think they end up playing this year? They normally do what 162. Yeah, I could see them doing 140. I think they'll be at 132. 132. Hmm. Hey, did you guys hear though that the owners that um the owners agreed to implement or put on the table extended playoffs and or I don't know who put it on the table, but extended playoffs and universal DH was going to be coming into play this year. Yeah. I think it was the owners. You knew the universal DH was going to come though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I do like to see uh, pitchers hit though. I saw uh Granky's disappointed because he's uh he wanted to get into the 10, 10 club, 10 homers, 10 stolen bases. Ah, Nice. <laughs> he's at nine. He's at nine homers and nine stolen bases for his career. Apparently, fuck. Then let, uh, let him o- do o- it. Otani's probably the only pitcher that's in the the ten in ten the club. Ten club. Pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got for you. Short, sweet, and to the point. All right, sweet. Well, do we want an update on the Team Canada game here? Yeah, two nothing Canada. Two nothing after the first. Captain Canada scored. Poulin, let's go. Go Canada. Anything else? Nothing. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for our 87th episode. We appreciate all the support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff. And follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to email us at Into Sports and Stuff at gmail.com and send us your personal picks of the week or let us know any topics you want to talk about on the show. Check out T Public and Me Undies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. We'll see you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Hey, Stone Cold, throw me a beer and hit the music. What? I think you should have thrown it to Sidney Crosby. Just saying. 87th episode, 500 goals. He should be hitting the music. Bye. Go fuck yourself, Jones. Bye.